Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hey, good evening. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast, my co-host still there on the East Coast. Lucy Burge of the BetQL Network, the BetQL family, back to the futures, back again. Uh, yet here on the Odyssey app and the BetQL Network. Thank you for making us a part of your Sunday evening. Lucy, how's the weekend going? It is going so well, Sprague. I am so jazzed right now because not only did the Red Sox win today, but I won, thanks to Raphael Devers, two days in a row now. So yesterday, I took Raphael Devers to have over one and a half total bases. Not five minutes into the game, he hits a home run. Today, I take him to hit a home run because I'm like, what What can't this guy do? Hits a home run right. today. So, I mean, look at this. We are roll, Raphael Devers. You are my little prince. I love you. So thank you for the great weekend, Raphael Devers. We're, you know, we're doing great over here. Uh, I've been with the BetQL Network for, for just about a year now. And I, what I've noticed is uh, Nick Costos, who does, who does great work for the BetQL Network and the BetQL family, and you better you bet, uh, with Kim Barkley, he's kind of known during football season as the prop king. Yeah. And he gives out all the all the props for the NFL, you know, over under how many catches, over under how many yards. Does is an exceptional job. I think it's time. I think I've been monitoring this on social media, and I haven't keep, kept track per se, but I will say I see your props tweeted out just about every day. I think we're right in the uh, Lucy Burge prop queen category. I think we're right at that stage of your prop bets right now because it feels like you're on fire. It feels like when you send out three or four a day that you're hitting two of the three or three of the four. So if we have a prop king, we also need a prop queen. I'm suggesting Lucy Burge. What do you think? I So not that I disagree with you, but there is a prop queen, Ariel Epstein, who, is, who has termed herself the, the prop queen. I could be the mm. prop princess. But it, okay. if, we're ta- if, we're talking, <laughs> if we're talking just BetQL, then yes, for sure. Yes. But if we're talking the wide world of betting, I could be the prop princess. We could do, no, I don't no, want no, to no, steal no. anybody's thunder. Yeah. But, but back in the day, Lucy, there were multiple queens in the world. So while there true. is already a prop queen, I think on the BetQL side of things, we need our own queen. So the, I agree I, with you then. All, I'm all in on that. There are many different realms and kingdoms okay. in this world and many different queens. Queen Elizabeth, not the only queen in the world. So I, I do you know what? I agree with you. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> End the monarchy, but give Lucy Burge the uh, prop queen label here on the BetQL because she's she's cashing in winners left and right for people in Major League Baseball, uh, especially when it comes to all matters Boston Red Sox, because as she know from her Twitter account, the Boston Red Sox are going to win the World Series. They are. And that is that. So listen to the queen. All hail the prop queen. Uh, let me ask you, though. You're over in Boston right now, and... It's been 48 hours. I'm curious how everybody's feeling over there. Do they feel like uh, they, they they missed out on a golden opportunity? Did they miss out on an NBA championship? Or did one of the greatest players to ever lace him up just have an exceptional night, carry his team for a game, and tie the series at 2-2? Where would you try to give us an idea of everybody outside of the Boston area? What what's What's it like right now for Celtics fans? Where are they at? So not a ton of concern, disappointment for sure, because that would have been a great win, obviously. But this is the way it's it's predicted to go, in a sense, is that they win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. That's how it's been. They've won two series in a row doing that. This So predicting that the Celtics were, would lose that game, yeah, that's not the biggest shock in the world because of the way they've been playing. So slight disappointment, well, not slight disappointment, but disappointment, 
maybe slight concern, but not a ton of concern because you see, you see that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can lead this team. They know where the problems are, as Ime Odoka said today, the offense. And the crowd, this is what was really disappointing to me, honestly, was the crowd was supposed to propel them. Was the crowd can't, as, as has been said, the crowd cannot turn a bad shot into a good one. So there's only so mm -hmm. much the crowd can do. But I really thought after what Clay Thompson said, and after Draymond Green's wife saying, don't swear, don't you dare swear in the crowd around children. Like, don't, don't make this an atmosphere of blah, blah, blah. Because there's always one team losing and uh, one team winning and one team complaining. So you want to be the team that's winning, obviously. So after that, I really, really wanted the Celtics to win that game and just be like, haha, we are classy. We everybody, everybody have a classy day. That's my new thing. Everybody just have a classy day. And the Celtics fans are classy, but I'm not super concerned. I still think Celtics in seven, which that didn't deteriorate oh. at all after that game. So I'm still all, totally fine with everything. But I think the, the fan base, yeah, it's kind of sad because you wanted that win at home. Yeah. But it's not all is lost. So it's not completely disappointing. I still sit there, Sprague, every game. And I can't, I just like look, look around, be like, I can't believe the Celtics are in the NBA finals. This doesn't feel like like the NBA finals. This is bizarre. You see the the Prue lit up, it says go Celtic, go seas. And you're like, wait, this is actually happening. This is it. Like this, there could be a parade in a couple weeks or a week or so. Like if, yeah. if they win, this is, it's, it's still a little bit hard to believe. So it's not like it's absolutely crushing that they lost that game. So updated series odds for you, Lucy, and everybody out there, the NBA finals, it's, I mean, it has swung huge. It opened as golden state is the favorite. Boston uh, was the dog that quickly changed after the comeback win in game one, golden state blows them out in game two. Uh, game three was Boston. And then obviously Steph Curry and the Warriors tie it up in game four. So they head back to Golden State, now tied it to updated series odds. Golden State is a minus 150, Boston a plus 125, as Zach noted in the show notes. Uh, that's about close and about where it was uh, to when the series started. I, I would know that too because I have a bet on Boston to win the series. And I think it was uh, out here in Oregon. It was like right at plus 120. So not very far off from basically where it was. Game five right now. Golden State minus four, over under 212. We'll get to that. But I, I do want to talk very quickly because I know Boston fan is kind of feeling it today. And, you know, they came really close. I still maintain, man, I if Steph Curry doesn't go 43, Boston's probably winning that game by 20 going away. But Curry drops 43 in game four. To me, like, it, you know, I'm reading here, best playoff game of his career. No, 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 no. Scrap that. I was texting with one of my good friends, Ryan Buckley, who I, I work with out here on 1080 fan. And he grew up in the Bay. He's a warrior fan. He's been a lifelong warrior fan. Like this isn't new age golden state warrior fan. This is, you know, Mullins and Weber and Baron Davis. And like, we are going to a Donald foil. Like we are going to a legit warrior fan here who has just been able to been lucky enough to live through this run. And I text him in the second quarter. The second, I got receipts. This is feeling and looking like Steph Curry's greatest game ever. And he quickly said, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, man. What are we doing here? No. By the end of the game, he he texted me back and basically said, you might be right. Look because you cannot, you cannot pinpoint, Lucy, a bigger moment for Steph Curry than what he did in game four to not only – Drop 43, because we've seen Steph go for big, explosive amounts of points. 
it's it's the feel of it, right? Like when I'm watching sports, when anybody's watching sports, you can feel when an athlete is legitimately dominating and taking something over. We feel it with Mahomes. You can feel it with Josh Allen. You can see it with Lamar Jackson. You can see it in baseball. If a Mike Trout goes three or four or you know, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo on fire. You can feel right? it with those things. You yes. Can, yes, you can feel it. He played like LeBron. Yeah. And that's always been the difference is Curry's amazing. Guys like LeBron are just slightly on a higher tier because they dominate all aspects and they lift and carry their team. He has the talent on that roster, but they're not playing well. That was Steph Curry's greatest game of his career. In my opinion, not only did he give him 43, he kept him around. He hit big shot after big shot in a timely manner. And he kept them getting, like he, he gave them belief. And by the way, he already plays the game one of the most beautiful ways we've ever seen. That was Steph Curry, in my opinion, as a Boston better. That was the greatest game of Steph Curry's career. I don't care about the point total. Finals, game four, you lose this game, you're losing the championship. You ain't coming back from 3-1 against this Boston team. And he carried them and lifted them when they needed it the most. That was the greatest game of Steph Curry's career. It's hard to argue that because it's true. It was. And that's the win that really made this a series, too. Because now you, you start thinking, okay, because a lot of people were saying Celtics in six or, or you know, Warriors in five, whatever. Now it's like, okay, this series does look like it's going seven games because Steph Curry played the way Jason Tatum should have and Jason Tatum wanted to. And Jason Tatum only put yep. up with like 23 points or something. That was the team total highest score. Like they have to do better than this. If, if, if Steph Curry is putting up 43 points, there's no way every game, there's no way that they can't, they have to play better than this. And, and Jason Tatum wants to play like Kobe. And he wants to be Kobe. And I think he needs to forget about that. As I said last week, just forget about that. Play your game. Play your way. Steph Curry played his way. He played like as, as well as LeBron, as well as anybody. That was absolutely the best game of his career. And it was, makes it all the more disappointing because at the Garden, as a Celtics fan, watching that game, like this is the way Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum should be playing right now at the Garden with their fans in, in their house, on their court. And it wasn't. And you're like, how do you let this game get away? It's because Steph Curry was playing the way the Celtics should have been playing and prepared to play. And it's just, it was, that made it more disappointing that he had the best game of his career, but it's hard to hate him. So it's actually, it's just tough. It's, it's conflicting as a Celtics fan because it's not like he's Kyrie doing this, someone you absolutely hate. Like it's hard to hate Steph Curry. So it's like, yeah, okay, great, good for him. But now right. you, the Celtics have to step up and do, they have to do better than this. Because this is and also something that Jalen Brown said after the game is that the word of the day was focus. Like he said, it's something that for us has differed from game to game, their focus. They need to figure that out. They need to figure out what their focus is because this pattern of winning, losing, winning, losing, I, I don't know where it's going to end up for them. Like if they get to a game seven, where will they even be? They have to just win. They have to focus on that and focus on doing better and not focus on playing like Kobe. Focus on playing like yourself and stop texting Kobe and stop do, recreating outfits and just play your game and you'll be fine because the Celtics are a good team, better team than the Warriors from top to bottom, as we have discussed. And I think that if they just focus on playing that game and playing like Steph Curry did, look to that. Be like, you know what? Like, we can do that too. We can, we can beat this team, a team that plays yep. like that. Then I think they can win the finals, like they can do it. They just need to focus and believe that they can. 
Well, my, you know, my two cents, and I'm not like a diehard fan of either one of these teams. I usually root against more Golden State because I'm a Blazer fan out West, but like without like a real allegiance outside of a ticket, Boston's a better team here. Like, I, I, I don't think there's any real refuting that. That was a Curry moment of, holy crap, this team shouldn't have won that game. And we'll see if it rears its ugly head in game five at Golden State tomorrow night, because I think there's a good chance Boston wins that game. Uh, they better focus up because of their three series they played prior to this, a sweep of Brooklyn, and then a seven-gamer against Giannis and the Bucks. I still maintain the Middleton's in that series. They're not winning that. So, I mean, they're out in the second round. And then what do you do in the East? You should have closed it out at home in six. You allowed Jimmy Butler to come back on some kind of medicine to numb his knee pain, and boom, you go to a game seven. They're at least battle-tested enough to know if they go to seven. I don't think Boston fans should panic, but if that's the Steph Curry you're going to get, well, then, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly worried. You mentioned Jason Tatum wanting to play like Kobe. He's shooting sub 50%, so give him credit. He is giving his best Kobe imitation, and yet, you know, people are going to romanticize what the guy did or did not do. He is shooting, by the way. 27% from two-point range. Now, is it not good enough? I mean, I'm looking at the NBA Finals MVP odds right now, and Steph Curry is the favorite. Tatum is second yeah. at plus 150. <clears throat> Brown, Jalen Brown, who I think has easily been the better player in this series, has carried them in moments when they need it the most, has played the most consistent, is a plus 600. I, I don't know what I'm what we're dealing with here, but like, Jalen Brown is more the finals MVP of Boston than it is Jason Tatum. He needs a big five, six, and maybe even a seven for me to get that MVP odd if Boston can even win. Because right now, if Golden State wins, it's Steph Curry. It's not even close. He's got a majority of their total points. But Vegas, I don't know what Vegas is thinking with this. Jalen uh, Brown, a very distant behind Jason Tatum for finals MVP makes no sense to me. I will tell you guys right now, Go lock in that bet. That's great value. If you're getting six to one on Brown versus what is it? Just a little over one for Tatum. Yeah. I'm taking the six to one all day. 1000%. This is why this is kind of shocking to see this because all throughout the, the playoffs or throughout this series, kind of, I've been hearing people, some people say like, oh, well, look at, look at Jalen Brown because these there's value there you know he could win it but when you think about the if the celtics win finals mvp the first name that comes to mind is jason tatum so he'll you know people are like oh he'll win it but you look at the numbers and and you look at like even his performance in this past game jalen brown oh. there's value there value there yeah. for sure plus 600 mm -hmm. like i would get that right now because that's in the back of my mind like yeah he could win it but i do think if the celtics win it it'll still be jason tatum like, should he? I don't know. But will so it's he? it's a media-driven thing is what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's a media yes. creation of it's Jason. It has to Precisely. be Jason Tatum. It's Tatum. It's Tatum. It's Tatum. Brown's been the better player. I mean, I I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking crazy yeah. pills. Seeing no. that kind of value, it's insane. I mean, we There's, are talking like, why? 170. I mean, like, what on. are we missing? Like, what are we? I think yeah. it's the media thing, though. Like, I think that's what it is. That's why it's plus 600. Well, we have a lot to get to. Uh, we have a dirty little secret to admit to you show-wise. I've got one of the funnier stories that I've seen quite some time uh, in a pro sport. we got NFL news and notes. we got this live golf thing to give you an update about, an update in college baseball. we got a loaded rest of the show. Don't go anywhere. Back to the Futures back with more on the BetQL Network. It's Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network.
The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, seven to eleven Eastern from the BetQL Network. What are we doing in Phoenix? Taking on Dallas sides, totals, props, parlays. Anybody have any yeah. plays in this game? I'm gonna take. You know what? I took. Uh, oh my God! Sorry, Joel, Joel Embiid, Embiid did, did the suck it. The, the nice mm-hmm. suck it. To uh, the crowd. DX, we call that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy cow. I, I didn't say that. Shawn Michaels did. He's a sexy boy. You heard the song? I think song. I'm cute. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm sexy. I got, I got the, the looks that can drive the girls wild. I got the moves. They really move. They really move them. I make us in chills. There it is. There it is. Up and down this spine. I'm just a sexy boy. A sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Come on, Trista. I make them hot. I'll make them shiver. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more. Combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts, BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on The Bet. We'll do a the bad team that I'm not sure I got right at all. I had a really hard time figuring out what Seattle's rating should be this year to start the okay. season with. I thought that was really, really, really difficult when we get to that Monday night game against Denver. And it's an interesting game, more. right? Because primetime yes. home underdog against a team with a new a new, new coach and a new quarterback. Correct. Yeah, so I would say, and then I would say like the good team I had the toughest time with, this will be kind of random probably, Baltimore was okay. like really tough because they have had seasons recently where they have been rated as the best team in the league in the market, basically, um, in the regular season. And, and as so therefore, they, you know, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl at times in the year or, you know, win the AFC, etc. Last year was obviously weird. The year before even was weird. It was the COVID season. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Uh, Sprague and Burge here, Burge and Sprague. However you want to say it, it's a cop duo podcast where we get to talk about sports gambling and uh, we give you the lowdown of all our detective work on where to place your bets. I told you in the last segment, Jalen uh, uh, Jalen Brown at six to one for Finals MVP still seems like obscenely great odds. So I'd lay a ticket on that if you haven't already. But uh, we'll we'll wrap up some NBA final stuff in the final segment if we can get to it. I I wanted to ask you, Lucy, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay. Yeah. Shot in the dark. Golf is not your top three sports you follow in pro sports. Am I right or wrong? 
you are correct. You are correct. Okay. There are certain golfers, okay. more celebrity based golfers that I do follow. Right. I, I watch the masters, but beyond that, yep. no, I, I would not say it's in my top five. Okay. It's not in your top five. And I think that's fair. I think a lot of people are with you on that. Um, most of the time, honestly, if I didn't have such a sick obsession with trying to be a decent golfer, it wouldn't be in mine. But let me ask you this. How much is the live tour and the conversation about another sports league kind of popping up and trying to rub elbows with the PGA by stealing their golfers? How much of that actually does interest you though, despite it not being in your top five of, of pro sports to follow. So this interests me, I mean, more than any, maybe any golf story of recent time, because it little by little, you're like, oh, actually this is something like it started trickling out as like, wait, more golfers are, they're saying now defecting to, L, to the live tournament. And I, first of all, yeah. I see this and I will never not think Saudi Louis Vuitton. So when it was Super Bowl LV, I, I thought of it as Super Bowl Louis Vuitton. I see this and I'm like, Louis Vuitton, not at all what that is. And that's at first I was like, wait, sponsored by? Nope, not at all. Not even close. So that is the extent of what I knew about this at first. And then you see things like this. And, and I put it into terms that I could understand in terms of how I understand this. I tweeted this the other day. The Saudi LIV live is basically Michael Scott paper company. If Michael Scott's Nana who he tried to get to invest with her investment club at her retirement home into the Michael Scott paper company had agreed to invest, which she did not. So if they had the, if Michael Scott paper company had the funds that, that his Nana would have provided, which would have definitely matched the Saudi uh, LIV here, then it would have been the same thing. That's how I see it. So I see, cause what oh. happened was Dunder Mifflin, Michael Scott paper company pitted against each other. And, and you basically, they said, nobody from Dunder Mifflin can go to the Michael Scott paper company. Can't even talk to them. You will be fired if you do. That's how I see this with the PGA and Saudi LIV lived. I honestly don't even know how to say it, but I see it. And I'm like, this is how I can put it into terms that I can understand here. And I get it now. And, and you see things that it turns political and sports, it turns this term sports washing that we see now where, where c countries are trying to wash out other not so great things about their, their political situation with starting sports leagues and funding them with like billions of dollars like this one. And then you, you start seeing like, oh, well, whoever, <laughs> whoever joins this is a disgrace to the United States. And that gets my attention. And I'm like, okay, what, this, is, this is real now. This is something. So yes, I, I am diving into this. Okay. First of all, the, uh, the first tournament I want to stay, I want to say stateside is actually going to be out here. It's in our neck of the woods. It's at a, a, a local country slash private course called pumpkin Ridge. Okay. It, it's going to, they're going to play out here the July 4th weekend. I don't know if all the golfers they've signed over are going to be there, but by all reports, it sounds like they will be. Wow. I've had somebody ask if I was going to go and. It's July 4th weekend. To me, it's not a morality thing. Like, if I want to go watch golf, no offense, but, like, spare me the morality. Like, are they awful? Absolutely. Did they murder a journalist? Yep, they did. It's not good, Bob. But I wear, I wear a lot of clothes, and I wear a lot of clothing companies that probably do really shady, risky, awful things that I yeah. don't want to know about every Same. single day. So spare, yeah. spare me the morality. I can only live with so much morality day to day. It's that true. being said, I love your comp and I'm glad that you went there because you are Mrs. Office. You know everything about the <laughs> office. I think your comp is spot on. I think this is the Michael Scott paper company working inside the same building as Dunder Mifflin 
And while they've been advised not to talk to him, not to make eye contact, you're still getting the, the Saudis over there at Michael Scott Paper Company looking at the golfers going, hey, 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 you want to come work for us? Huh? Hey, you want to work for us? There's hundreds of millions of dollars of difference here. But I do think if you were to comp the golfers on the live tour, live, by the way, not LIV, okay. live. Okay, if you were you. to comp it golfer-wise on the live tour to the PGA, I think it about line up with Pam and Ryan. Like, yeah, I think I that's say, the equivalent of what you're dealing with. You think about Pam went with him. So it's the same kind of thing. There are yep. golf who, who are people who are defecting. Again, if Nana had invested, you look at look at the purse size for this tour, and it would have been comparable to Michael Scott Paper Company would not have been in the the utility closet in the basement where you can hear the toilet flushing and they just eat yeah. cheese puffs and they have a van from a church that was just kind of discarded. So it and would they, be yeah, yeah. yeah if the, the Nana investment would have changed everything and the the the, comp, the comparables would be more similar. But that's how I understand things, and I think that maybe they thought of this. They saw this episode and they were like, we can do that. And we're going to make a new golf uh, whole situation here and our own tour and our own purse. And we're going to fund it. We don't care who watches. You look at the viewership and it's not that great, but you can only watch it on YouTube. And that's fine with them because they have enough money to fund it no matter what. Again, if Nana had invested, if Michael Scott Paper yeah. Company wouldn't have cared. Lucy, we're going from, according to the numbers, uh, we're talking of the first round of the Live Tours debut tournament. I think it was in, over there in England somewhere. Yeah, uh, I believe they were at somewhere 90, 90 or just a little over 90,000 viewers for the first round. Second round dropped by 40. They went to 54. You're so right. It's not great. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a buyout here from the PGA. But what I will say about it is, despite the lack of interest in people actually wanting to watch it, I think the fact that we're talking about it makes it as compelling as it does. And if you don't think the PGA Tour has thrown up on itself over this situation, how they're handling it. I don't think you're paying attention here. What has the PGA Tour done? They've threatened, hey, don't do that, don't do that. Golfers are like, ah, I'm taking 50 million. Hey, I'm gonna take 100 million. Hey, I'm gonna take $300 million, goodbye. They don't care about the PGA Tour's threats. And oh, by the way, the PGA Tour, we got the US Open starting this week. That's run by the USGA. The only major championship the PGA Tour actually has control over in terms of the field is the PGA Championship. The Masters is entirely dependent on what Augusta wants to do. Whatever right. they want to run at Augusta, they, they invite all the, the past champions, Phil, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Sergio. These cats are all going to be at Augusta for the biggest golf tournament of the entire year. You want to go to the Open Championship? PGA has no say over that either. That goes over there this, uh, this, this year. You got the Open Championship. They're going to completely dictate the field of that too. That is not run by the PGA. So really when you boil it down is what are these golfers who have defected? Where, what tournaments are they choosing to not play in? Well, the PGA Championship, which is already considered the fourth worst major. Right. And the what? The RBC Canadian Open, the Memorial. You don't want to miss that though. Like, I mean, my God. But, but. <laughs> But like, even though they're getting good numbers for those tournaments, they're still only like 1.5 to 2 million. Those golfers don't care. If you're no. guaranteeing them $200 million to go play golf, they're never going to earn that on the tour. So while the Live Tour to me is not a viable league, it's not one that I think is going to last particularly long. I think the PGA actually walks out with egg on their face here. Because they suspended these dudes. Like, do you think yes. these guys count $100 million caring about their suspension? Oh, I'm so sad. I can't. They're wiping their tears with dollar bills here, folks. 
They don't care what the PGA Tour does. It's a joke. And quite yeah. frankly, I think the PGA Tour has needed a wake-up for some time. We tune in for these golfers. Pay them more. Give them bigger purses. That's what's, that's what's going to stop this thing from happening on an already grander scale. So while the Live Tour might not last very long, Lucy, I think the PGA Tour is still coming out of this thing looking a little ridiculous in some regard. No, definitely. I mean, wasn't Phil Mickelson, correct me if I'm wrong, was he wearing Augusta National or Masters gear while he was playing? He was wearing a Masters vest, yes. But just just on the first tee, and then as soon as he had the tee shot and the cameras went off, he took it off and he changed. So there you go, a statement there. So yeah, definitely some egg on their face here because they're like, well, people can go up against us. There are other uh, people with money who can... Like be a competition for us. What Sergio Garcia said about this, he said, I resigned a week and a half ago. So whatever the PGA tour says doesn't go with me because I'm not a member. Like these <laughs> golfers are now saying things that they would never have said if this had never come up. So it's, yeah. it's just very interesting. You're getting bits and pieces from this tiger, of course, didn't join, but he, uh, he was offered what a billion dollars for this. But then this week it was announced he is a billionaire himself. So even right. with the divorce, so everyone's like, oh, congrats. Cause even with the divorce, you're a billionaire, which is, you know, is what it is. And so he, yeah. So now he's a billionaire anyway, so he doesn't need this, but other golfers look at the money. It's all the money. And you see this and you're like, look at how much I'm not, you're not defecting. You're not, it's not a, you're not a traitor. You're not going to be tried for treason for joining this. You're going to get paid like a hundred million dollars. So it, I right. don't, I don't know. The PGA tour just doesn't, yeah, all it is, is they're not going to look great. You're absolutely right. Let me ask you this very quickly, and then I, I want to get your thoughts on the U.S. Open Championship. I mean, it's yeah. this week, oh, and yes. so some of these same dudes who were just, you know, told, you're suspended. Like, they're going to be walking out with other PGA Tour golfers, PGA Tour golfers like Justin Thomas, uh, Rory, who won uh, the the RBC this weekend. They're all going to be asked questions about these dudes, right? Bryson DeChambeau bounced. What do you think? They're all going to talk about this this week. Yeah. If, if somebody offered you with shady dealings, but they offered you a hundred million dollars to do a gambling podcast. Like I just, I'm, I'm basically asking, does your morality step in line of money that you would never otherwise see in your life? Like we are talking not just about big money. We're, we're talking about four or five generational wealth here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where the no, Burge is... name, the Burge yeah. name will be set or whoever's name. If you ever take it, like it doesn't matter your family and lineage will be set now for decades. Are you taking the money or are you drawing a morality line here? Because I think I'm, ultimately most Americans are taking that money. I'm taking the money. I mean, let's pretend that my family, you know, is not set for whatever, you know, who knows if our name is right. impressed or any, you know, like that. So I'm right. taking the money. I, this is life-changing wealth. Like this is a, a life-changing, this is someone is saying you are talented enough to, for us to pay you this amount of money to do what you do already and we see value in you talk about value when you're talking about gambling yes right. i am taking that money i mean it i was gonna say it depends on what who is offering me this money who what they've done in the past and if they you know have hurt something very near and dear to my heart then if if someone who it say like fenway park was i'm thinking of the worst thing ever fenway park is torn down and the people who did it, who bought it to tear it down, offer me a hundred million dollars to do a podcast. I might say no, because that is something that would have destroyed my life. 
Like I would be destroyed. Hundred million dollars. I think it's so much easier to say no to that than if it's actually like here's a check for a hundred million dollars. Uh, if it was up front, yeah. Because if you're dealing yeah. with a shady, <laughs> shady enterprise, then I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't trust them. If they gave me a hundred million dollars up front, yeah, I would take that. Because again, yeah. that's generational wealth that you are set for life, and that's mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, that's life changing. Would you do it? I, I, you know, I want to play the morality game all day. Like, I think, I just think it's a lot easier for so many people like us to be talking about the hypotheticals of this and go, you know, they're awful. They're not great. They are awful. I'm fully acknowledging every aspect of that take. But, you know, when mm, someone hits lot. your bank account and a hundred million dollars, like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, I believe these dudes straight up are getting paid yeah. and you're checking the bank account and all those zeros hit. I, yeah. I, I just think it's easier to say no to it than it is like in real life where you're like, okay, I'm in. I, I don't feel great yeah. about it, but I'm in. But you're faced with literally like a hundred million dollars right in front of you. Like it, it is yeah. different to talk about it when it's not real, but I'm always in favor of get that bag. Just go get that I, bag. And a hundred yes. million dollars. Are you kidding me? Like Lucy, I grew bag. up in a, I grew up in a trailer park. Of course I'm probably going to take the hundred million dollars. Do you know what it's like? Yeah. Much hamburger helper growing up. It's not right? great. Then, it's not right. great. And then what you could do with a hundred million dollars, you know, that would be a blast to spend that money oh. or save it, invest it, you know, think yeah. you to decide what to do with that. That's, that's a blast. Yeah. I, I think, would take it. I think this is a good point. This is uh, from our crew here on back to the futures, hundred million dollars, donate half to charity and you're good. Like get rid of half of it. Feel you good still about have your conscience. Yeah. Cause Kevin, Na, I mean, Kevin Na's a dude who's also on this tour. Nobody cares. Kevin Na sends out a statement is if anybody's going to read it, and Kevin Na is never going to get $50 million in earnings. That's just not going to happen for Kevin Na. If you're Kevin Na and they give you $100 million, yeah, donate half. Get rid of the conscious part. Keep half. You got $50 million in your bank account. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or as Eamon's saying, buy a board ape immediately. Get into NFTs and turn well, that money. Turn that money into more money, folks. Make money sure. while you sleep. And then you don't, do donate yeah. half to charity and then the rest of it, make it all back by investing. And buying do you, NFTs do you, and crypto. Lucy, do you real do we really understand the NFT thing? Because I don't. No, I'm not but Eamon does, and I don't okay. know anything okay. about it. Okay, I don't know how to make it into more. I, I, from my understanding, you can buy it and then sell it again, or, or you own that uh, money, or you can display it in your home, or buy land in the metaverse, things like that. And you buy just made more me. Ether. Yeah, you're you're making me more confused as you talk more and more. So I <laughs> will just end myself. the NFT segment. Uh, U.S. Open is this week. We'll see how it goes for those guys. We got some NFL news and notes. I got one of the funnier uh, stories in sports you've heard in some time, and we've got a dirty secret to admit on this show, and particularly one person. We'll get to that coming up next. Back to the features. Back for more on the BetQL Network. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on The Bet. We'll do a, the bad team that I'm not sure I got right at all. 
I had a really hard time figuring out what Seattle's rating should be this year to start the okay. season with. I thought that was really, really, really difficult when we get to that Monday night game against Denver. And it's an interesting game, more. right? Because primetime yes. home underdog against a team with a new a new, new coach and a new quarterback. Correct. Yeah. So I would say, and then I would say like the good team I had the toughest time with. This will be kind of random probably. Baltimore was okay. like really tough because they have had seasons recently where they have been rated as the best team in the league in the market, basically, um, in the regular season. And, and as so therefore, they, you know, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl at times in the year or, you know, win the AFC, etc. Last year was obviously weird. The year before even was weird and was the COVID season. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, your home for wagertainment. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvath, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. What are we doing in Phoenix taking on Dallas? Sides, totals, props, parlays. Anybody have any yeah. plays in this game? I'm going to take, you know what? I took a... Uh, oh, my God. Sorry. Joel Embiid did, did, did the did suck the, it. The nice mm-hmm. suck it. To the uh, DX, we call that. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy cow. I, I didn't say that. Shawn Michaels did. He's a sexy boy. You heard the song? Sorry. I think I'm cute. Uh, I know I'm sexy. I got, I got the, the looks. That can drive the girls wild. Come I got on. the moves. Got the moves. They really move They em. really move them. I make us and chills. There it is. There it is. Up and down this spine. spine. I'm just a sexy boy. A sexy boy. I'm not your boy, toy. Boy, <laughs> Come on, Trista. I, I make them hot. I'll make them shiver. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. America's home for wagertainment. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Brad Schultz of Cage the Elephant on the importance of talking about your feelings. What I found very helpful in this whole time, I'll, I'll call some of my friends that I know are up late at night because I am a night owl. And having some of the most deep and intimate conversations that I've ever had with some of my friends, for me at least, when the anxiety builds up and that sort of thing is when, you know, you get almost embarrassed as if you don't think people are feeling that same kind of thing. Emotional pain is something that's, I think people are even more guarded about. It's hard to talk about things that are your innermost thoughts and the things that scare you the most. I'm Listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind Mental Health Map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your Mental Health Map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we're off to a source of fun here off the air. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Lucy can't even hold it together. We were talking about this for like three minutes, and she still thinks this is funny. Oh, it's so good. So... I'll tell you what Lucy's laughing about because I saw this before the show and I got quite the chuckle. So this is this is one of the funnier, oh my God, I'm never going to forget this story to use as an example in future sports content. So there's a story out there that ESPN is reporting that according to them, the Angels who were slumping for quite some time, I think they're losing, they're losing streak all the way up to like, what, 13 Four, games 13, or something? 13, 14, yeah. 13 or 14. It was an, an insane amount of numbers. They got up to a great start. Joe Madden was their was their manager, which, by the way, uh, truth time, didn't know he was their manager this year, 100% okay, being honest fair. on that. I, I forgot out where Joe Madden was. So Joe Madden's the manager. The Angels go into this big losing streak. 
Joe Madden's been around the game, right? Former player. He's like, I know how to bust these guys out of a slump. He goes to his barber, and he goes, what if I can get their focus to get off the fact that they've lost all these games? Dial me up, Donnie. And Donnie proceeds to shave a mohawk. A mohawk <laughs> on 68-year-old Joe Madden. So Joe Madden, he sees the haircut. He goes, Donnie, I love it. It's a, it's a mohawk on a 68-year-old white man. He gets up out of his barber's chair. He leaves a tip. He heads to the stadium. He's like, I'm going to show the guys this. They're going to laugh, and they're going to snap out of the streak. Joe Madden got fired before he got to show his team the mohawk. He got a mohawk <laughs> to snap his team out of a losing streak, and they fired him before he could even show him that he got a mohawk. The tweets about this, first of all, the report, I'm just scrolling through all the tweets, and it is, if you go to Twitter and see this, so the report, ESPN, so uh, yeah, Joe Madden just got a mohawk to surprise the guys with help to break the losing streak, and he never got to show them, so the dialogue people are creating is hysterical. It's like, ding dog, Joe Madden comes in, hey Perry, come on in. The Joe Madden is like, obviously, he's like, obviously things aren't going great. Do you have a strategy? Joe Madden, well, this sweet mohawk should do the trick. You're fired. Like, that's it. He didn't even get to show them his mohawk. And he was like, this will help. This is going to do it. Nickelback did not work. Mohawk time. Never <laughs> got to show the team the mohawk. And now he's just sitting there with the mohawk. And, and he is fired. You're fired. You're done. <laughs> I love <laughs> normalized midlife crisis mohawks. <laughs> oh my god, man! I love how much you're enjoying this. This is I had not seen this before the break, and it's is just this is great. the 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 whole just picturing the images of this happening is hysterical. But I feel bad for him. But just that he never got. He was going to surprise the guys. Surprise the guys with the mohawk. This will do it. This a mo what, what what could possibly a mohawk? That's it. Never got to show them. Like you're no, you're done. You're fired. Gone. Goodbye. Lucy, all I have, all I have in my mind, all I have, Lucy, is Joe Madden with a mohawk walking away with his head down and his arms just dangling, just walking away sad. Like, oh, I don't get to show him my mohawk. <laughs> Did he take a selfie and send it to them? Be like, I didn't get to show you, but here's the mohawk. This is good. Was gonna save your season. Hey guys, nope, thought fired. you might still be interested. We're not gonna be do there you tonight. Think, I'm sorry. Do you think they were still gonna fire him before they saw the mohawk? And then they're all, <laughs> they saw it. They're like, ah, if this is what you've got, then you're fired. That's it. This is the the final straw. Was actually the mohawk. I actually want to believe that this all just happened. The universe just said, "Dude, what are you doing? I didn't tell you you were gonna be there tonight." I want to believe that it was a coincidence, but there's a part of me that somebody, the angels, is like, "Yo, Madden's got a mohawk," and they're like. Okay, yeah, I know this is over. We've lost 13 in a row. This old man's losing it. He's shaving his head into a mohawk. We're done with this guy. Like, I want to believe that it was more a coincidence than I do like, oh, somebody saw it and they're like, oh, we're canning you, man. You, you, you shaved a mohawk into your head. What are you supposed to do with that? Right. If that's your best idea, then maybe not come back. Do not come back. You're done. This is not going to work. And uh, yeah, we're going to part ways is generally what they say. And I think that that's what happened to his hair and to his career as a manager or his job here. Who knows what he'll do in the future? Mohawk's a great idea. But the fact that he never got to show them, the headline is just like Joe Madden got a mohawk to lighten up the Angels Clubhouse, was fired before anyone could see it. <laughs> I feel like, I so feel like Joe Madden got back to his Orange County mega mansion, super sad. And he's like, you know what? 
I got nobody I can share this with. So he just takes his cell phone, he puts it into the mirror, and he just sings, look at this photograph. Every song, time I look, it makes me laugh. A song by one of the best bands to ever record. He, yes, I think that, look at this photograph. Everybody look at it. Hold your eyes open. Oh look at this God. photograph of my mohawk. So <laughs> I did it for you guys. Has, Lucy has an ugly confession here. We need to get this out in the open before we dive into some NFL news and notes. Yeah. Lucy is a Nickelback fan, and so much so, she has a top five. Is that what you said pre-show? Yeah. Top five I Nickelback songs? Top five plus an honorable mention. I don't hate Nickelback. Oh. I, I grew up with Nickelback, as we all did on the radio, and people either hated it. Well, they grew up hating it, but I, I didn't mind it. Whenever there was a Nickelback song on, and my parents heard a lot of Nickelback. I don't think they even realized it. Maybe they did. But, the, like, okay, my top five. Number five, Someday. Four, saving me. Three, photograph. Great song. Mm-hmm. Two, far away. Which I like okay. that song. I really do like the song. How's far that, away. How's that go? How's that go? But far away for far too long. I keep breathing. If you'll be with me, and you'll never go. So saving. I I remember I had a, a a big crush on a boy who was away that summer, and I would hear that song, and I was like, I can't. Maybe when he comes home. He'll sing the song and he will have said, I've been back was far your away. Love interest song. Like, Nickelback was your love yep, interest song. Yep. The song far away. And I've been that far away. Never go. And that's what happened. And then he, he did oh come home God. and then nothing really happened. I was like 13, but yeah, no, that song. And then, so number one, <laughs> how you remind me, because I remember in second grade, people singing the song in art class. And I was like, you know what? This song isn't bad. These are these are good songs. And my honorable mention is Rockstar because that is a how bop. is Rockstar not in the top five? Because it's a little too on the nose. Like these songs, you could kind of let your mind like you know, think about anything really while you're just like driving along to these songs. But Rockstar is very like precise. A song is very precise about like the life. Mm. You know, but it's I mean it's a slap. It slaps that the song slaps. I mean Rockstar is a great song. But if I I mean it's in my it's in my top six. My top six Nickelback songs. So, you know, rock stars, I listened to that today. As I was putting this list together, I was like, you know what? I want to listen to some Nickelback while I put this together. Photograph. Look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. What the hell was oh on Joey's head? God. You know, you never found out what was on his head in those those old pictures of high school. How did our, our uh, eyes get so red? I wonder. When, when aliens when aliens <laughs> finally come down and they take everything over and they're going to say, hey, how do you sum up white people? I'm just going to point to you saying that Nickelback song. It slaps. That song I'm is a slap. That, what a right bop there. that Nickelback song is. That song okay. is flames. LOL, it's flames. I mean, TBH, it's flames, guys. Oh, my God. Nickelback, Nickelback oh. forever. Nickelback hearts, Nickelback. Guys, Love do it. I got to finish the last five minutes and of the show? Can we, just, can we just cut early? I don't know what We're to do anymore. I feel bad. Yeah. Okay, all right. Say it if it's worth saving me. I don't remember how that song goes, but yeah. I've never had it. regret about ever steering content towards a direction until right now. <laughs> I, I've been lucky enough See, to avoid it until right This is what, now. you know, for my Red Sox uh, record tattoo at the end of this season, I should get no regrets right underneath it. Just yes. the, the record and then no regrets. I can dig right, that. Right behind that's, my ear. That's a good one. And Nickelback um, forever right underneath that. Forever. Spe- speaking of Nickelback, uh, the Nickelback of wide receivers, Hunter Renfro, <laughs> he got himself quite a payday. He got $21 million guaranteed. I ask you, Lucy, Hunter Renfro, a guy I didn't think would be able to last in the NFL, caught on. He's in a yeah. good offense for slot small wide receivers. Uh, the Raiders, 
Are you buying their over-under prop number? Hunter Renfro is going to be back at that contract extension. Over-under seven and a half. Are you over or under on the Raiders this year? I kind of like the over because you know what? I, I don't hate Josh McDaniels. And if Josh McDaniels believes yeah. in Hunter Renfro, I'm all in on it. I believe what he says, okay. so I, I'm liking the over on that. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup, he signs the, the richest contract in receiver history. He gets $110 million over five. The extension extends it out to five. Uh, but, man, he got a payday, $74 million guaranteed. Yeah. It, it's weird because he's just not the prototypical, traditional-looking wide receiver in terms of stature, the way he kind of plays. Like, compare him and D-Hop, right? The way those yeah. two guys play. It's night and day different. But But he's elite, and you can't argue against the production, so he gets the richest contract in history. And the Rams have completely uh, told the NFL, we don't care about the salary cap. It doesn't exist for us. We find the loopholes in everything and we pay everybody. Yeah. And what was great, what I found funny about this were his comments in uh, relation to this contract where he was gushing about the Rams because he's like, so much respect from top to bottom. This organization is just run perfectly. I love them. They're, They're just the best. All the stuff on the business side. I trust them. Of course, you're going to say that when you get a contract like this. Are you kidding? Here's all this money. Oh, from top to bottom, I respect you completely. This is great. But no, it was just funny because I was like, yeah, that's what you say about it. a team that gives you a contract like this. Of course you do. So much respect from top to bottom. Like, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to see because the Rams, I mean, just what the NFL tells us is there's a new champion. There's like six new teams in the playoffs every year. Yeah. I don't think the Rams are going anywhere, but. I think a lot of people are going to be betting on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And while it's going to be hard to argue against it, they just signed Aaron Donald. They've got Stafford locked up. You know, you just signed Cooper Cup. Ramsey's got his contract. You look around and it's going to be hard to pick against them. But as much as I like that they pay their dudes and they show every team in the NFL salary cap stuff, be damned. uh, It's hard for me to really want to put a futures bet Super Bowl wise on the LA Rams because the history of this league just suggests the Patriots of the world are not going to happen. There's going to be a new team and a new champion this year. Yeah, and but if you are going to place a bet on them, you look at the way that management and the organization puts faith into the team, and maybe you you do place a little bit on them to win a Super Bowl again. But I mean, it's hard to repeat too. But you mm. know, it's it's uh yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't rule it out based on the money that they're putting into this team. No, they're all in. They want to win another one. Uh, so there's no doubt about it. So Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro, both getting paid. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's in Miami. He says uh, Kansas City didn't give him the ball enough, which is Drew Rosenhaus wow. lighting the flames on that podcast. I think, like, just uh, just trash him, was... trash him. You're my client. I'm telling you what to do. Trash him. Laughable on many levels. Well, it's been a good show. It's been a lot of fun. We got Lucy to sing Nickelback and list her top five songs. Joe Madden is sad with a mohawk somewhere. We talk some live golf, and we got to talk some NBA finals. Good luck to your Boston Celtics tomorrow. And when we connect next weekend, we will see what the outcome was from uh, game five and six. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's Krista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and you better you bet on the BetQL Network.